So we're so glad you're with us today on All Things Apostolic on this uh, Monday morning, bright and early, September the 11th, 2023, the year of our Lord. And uh, so welcome. Uh, uh, we trust you had a we trust you went to church yesterday. That's the first thing, unless there was some really extreme reason you could not do so. Uh, and then secondly, we trust you had good church. That that somebody says, well, isn't all church good? Well, yes, in a general sense it is. But, you know, there's church services that are sometimes not very, uh, very interesting and kind of dry and so forth. So we do our best to avoid those. And uh, <clears throat> I think there's ways that that can be avoided, and we trust that uh, wherever you went to church, it was avoided, and that you had good church, full of the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, substantive preaching that is not only interesting, but that is transformative, uh, uh, music that inspires and lifts up the Spirit to God and uh, brings in an atmosphere in which the Holy Spirit reigns. Uh, all of these things, opportunities to be exposed to what God's doing uh, with our concept of uh, working local but thinking global, and um, <clears throat> which is a biblical concept, by the way, uh, in terms of the spread of the gospel. So these are um, uh, uh, all things that, in that respect, the, the uh, thinking local or working local and thinking global, uh, that includes the opportunity to give uh, the offering in church, um, to give to something that merits our giving on the very highest level. That's what I love since I was just a kid, uh, barely a teenager, 12, 13 years old. That's, the, that's the, one of the things that caught me about really living for God is I have found something that merits me giving myself wholly to its advancement and to all that it has to offer. There's not, I don't think there's anything else on earth that has that capacity where you would give yourself wholly to it. And uh, um, at least not in the sense that it actually transfers to life after death. Uh, so there's there's nothing like living for God. There's nothing like going to a church where the power of God is moving and where good things are happening. So uh, we had a good day yesterday in the Rock Church uh, orbit. First in, in in the Mother Church here in Elk Grove, we had great services, um, a, a good time. Uh, you could tell that Labor Day was passed and the, the crowd was back uh, um, uh, kind of, up to where it ought to be, at least on a minimal level. Uh, there was a great spirit. We baptized a couple of people on Sunday morning, and uh, I preached Sunday morning. Pastor preached Sunday night. Um, uh, one received one of those that got baptized received the Holy Ghost Sunday morning. Uh, it was great. There was a number of people in church Sunday morning and s Sunday night from our All Nations Sunday which was just a couple of weeks ago. And um, uh, I mean a good number of people that were back and coming, some of them in the altar, some of them seeking God. And so uh, this is what, this is what uh, 
outreach in draw is all about is bringing people to the house of God, letting them feel the presence of God, and then uh, watching God work in their heart in a transforming way, bringing them to new life in the spirit. So, uh, so that was great. Last night was uh, an incredible message by Pastor Young. Uh, it was just, it was sobering. It wasn't uh, something that was just light fluff. Uh, it was substantive. It was probing. Um, it was extremely relevant. Uh, uh, just a, it just one of those things that locks in to create the a strength and a depth and a richness of commitment in a church. Uh, and we were uh, we were deeply impacted. I mean, everybody was deeply impacted by it. Then in, then in the Rock Church West, there's the Rock Church West, there's Rock Church North, there's other churches that, uh, that are going on while the mother church is, is, is having service. Um, uh, the Rock Church West had one baptized yesterday. It's a, it's a really a new church plant. It's been there for, for, really it was started kind of during COVID, which was a terrible time with, when you think of it rationally, it's a terrible time to start a church. Uh, but it's going. Um, they've got a building, a beautiful church building. They, uh, I think the other day they had like maybe 50, 60 people. It's, um, it's, it's becoming a powerful church, and uh, we're excited about that. And so there are also other places that, um, that are having revival in the city. Um, what's his name? Brother Mark Oliven is having revival in North Highlands. That's that is uh, part of Sacramento, and um, uh, they have baptized. I don't know how many. Uh, there's many of these that are Marshallese people. They're from the Marshall Islands, and they are coming to God, and they are becoming a part of the church. and And it's very exciting to see that happening right here in our city. So um, then uh, my granddaughter uh, is London, and her husband, Peyton, Peyton and London, are missionaries in Rosarito, Mexico. They live there. They're not just go down there once in a while, and uh, they are doing a great job. Yesterday, they had a record number in church. They've just been there about six, eight months, and um, uh, the funny thing was is that Peyton was the pastor. He was so sick, he could not go to church. And um, so London had to sing and play and preach. <laughs> I think Colby helped a little bit, one of our young men that's there. Um, and a brand new person came in that I don't think had ever been there before and received the Holy Ghost. So you never know what's going to happen. Um uh, on top of that, they have been having services in what you and I would probably call a halfway house. It's a, uh, a recovery place for addiction, drugs, alcohol, and so forth. Mexico has a program for this for for citizens, and uh, this how, but it's different than here. They can't just come and go. Uh, it's 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 strict. They are assigned to the house, and it's like uh, almost like house arrest maybe it is house arrest uh, and they 
They're, it's in a very controlled environment. And there's about, uh, I don't know, I think 40 in this one facility, uh, 40 men, it's all men. And the exciting thing is, is that uh, Peyton and London and the little crew of the church there have received permission to go in there and have church. They're the only people that's got that permission. So uh, they've started, they've only been there two or three or four times. And last week, when one of the young men was there preaching, the Holy Ghost came in. He preached about repentance, and uh, some of those men were weeping so hard. One man, they said, was weeping so hard they took him out of the room uh, because it's so controlled by the guards that they won't they don't let them get too emotional or any to anything else. So uh, then this last week, uh, they preached on, on, uh, on water baptism in Jesus' name. And it was, I mean, it's just, it's just exciting. The Holy Ghost fell there, and in the building, uh, one man raised his hand and said, I want to be baptized. And so... Uh, one of the young men was preaching, and when he when he saw that, he said, well, does anybody else, how many more may want to be baptized? And so 27 men raised their hands. This was after the repentance message where the Holy Ghost fell, and men repented all over the building, men weeping all over the building. I mean, they're all tatted up. They're all, it's a, a, it's a remarkable thing. And they are so grateful that somebody is bringing them the gospel. They are so thankful. There's no... Uh, there's no resentment about it coming. They they are embracing and welcoming the the gospel. And so this next Saturday, uh, uh, Peyton is is supposed to baptize. They won't let them go to church. Now there's a few of them that have been there longer and have better rights or or privileges or whatever that that can go to church. Four or five of them, but. Uh, the rest of them cannot, and so between now and next Saturday, he has to find a some kind of receptacle that they can fill with water that he can baptize them in the in the house in the, on the premises. So he's going to buy a horse trough, um, and um, they'll fill it up with water. Uh, we'll see how many of them get baptized, but it's pretty wild that this little church here and these young people. I don't know how old Peyton is, maybe 23, 24. I, I'm not quite sure. But uh, uh, here's these young people committed full-time, him in London and uh, one or two of the young men from our church are, are there, and they are, they are doing this. with. I mean, there's oversight, but they're doing it virtually by themselves with the help of the Holy Ghost. So... This is uh, this is just this is just an exciting thing. There's new things happening with young people. In fact, one of our young people, Annika, who's actually Pastor Young's niece, Marlis is his sister. It's Paul and Marlis, uh, sister and brother-in-law, and their uh, daughter is Annika. Annika, I don't know how old Annika is. Probably 19, maybe. Um, she's the one that Pastor had on his podcast. That she's the first person that we know of in history since the days of the Apostle Paul that baptized somebody in Jesus' name in Albania. There was nobody there. She was witnessing. She was teaching a Bible study. Her dad's Albanian. 
and um, she was there, I, I guess, with her grandparents, his folks. Uh, she was teaching this Bible study, and uh, the girl said, well, I want to be baptized. And so she got permission from her parents, and uh, Annika asked, said, well, there was no preacher there. And so uh, she either asked her pastor uh, or or her her uncle or whoever I don't know who she asked, but and they the, the who was also a pastor, and they said yes, you need to go ahead and baptize her. So she's the she historically, I mean I don't know maybe 19 years old, and baptized her. Well, yesterday Annika preached at Fairfield, California, at Shane where Shane Golden is pastor, and um, and uh, did a. Uh, a, a bang up job. These are kids. These are just people. Now I know there's all these issues people have about this and that and so forth, but but they are going forth and they are doing something for God that is tremendous. So we're very excited about it. You might hear some uh, some noise in the background. Hope not, but you might because right on right here's a wall, and on the other side of that wall of the studio. Um, uh, Wilson University administration complex is doubling its size. We are we we we're, we're adding as much space as we already have here for offices and all the administrative needs of the school. This little studio will be moved to our new world class, literally world class studio. We hope before the end of the year. A lot of complications getting the building and the permits and it's uh, there's uh, just building issues always uh especially in california uh, but we're working our way through all of that but anyway we're doubling the size i'll try to maybe tomorrow or the next day i'll try to uh, uh take a camera back there and maybe we can show you what's going on i think you'll enjoy that there's another good things happening the hope core sign up those that have not taken the hope core uh uh, certificate program yet that haven't started. There is a Hope Corps uh, application deadline of October the 16th. Um, uh, also, I want to tell you about National Challenge Week. National Challenge Week is coming up uh, September the 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Birmingham, Alabama at the New Life Church pastored by Stephen Collins and Barry Sutton. Barry Sutton is the senior pastor or the bishop and and, and Stephen Collins is a pastor. Um, uh, they've been so gracious to let us use their very, very fine facilities. This is, uh, this is going to be a great time. It's the Youth Council of the, of the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship combined with the Hope Corps uh, and combined with Wilson University, there's going to be a grand gala that you absolutely will not want to miss on Thursday night. Things are going to happen there. There'll be an inductee to the Hall of Faith. There will be a roundtable about the future of the Apostolic Pentecostal movement. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Pastors, there is a there are courses that are designed for anybody. Anybody can go to anything. At the, everybody's welcome to come to uh, the Challenge Week. But there are some things that are designed for pastors. Uh, there's a sequence of three classes, Pastor Young and then Pastor Adams and then myself and Pastor Jerry Rowley will be, will be teaching different breakout sessions, but they all connect. And then I will be a, a two, doing a two-part session uh, in a, a, on another day um, 
on the subject of dimensions. I was asked to do this, and uh, so these are going to be things of enormous concern and interest to pastors. There's also, of course, that uh, uh, Jennifer Barrett is doing that is why do we need, why do I need an apostolic, specifically apostolic education? So there's some really good thing for pastors in this, as well as it. There's there's enormous amount of material that is prepared for youth workers and leaders in the church, whatever capacity you are. So there's some really good things um, coming out of this. There's 21 breakout sessions in this short amount of time, and they are really good. The schedule is not so heavy that you're exhausted when you get through. It's going to be a great time. And uh, we urge you to be there September 20, 21, 22 in Birmingham, Alabama, National Challenge Week. All right. Well, I'm glad to be with you today. Time's up. See you tomorrow. God bless you.